Uh, We're just going to jump straight in. I'm going to read to you from a parable in Matthew chapter 20. So if you want to turn with me in your Bibles, if you've got them, or it'll come up on the screen if not. So let's read what it says. It's entitled, The Laborers in the Vineyard. For the kingdom of heaven is like a master of a house who went out early in the morning to hire laborers for his vineyard. And after agreeing with the laborers for a denarius a day, he sent them into his vineyard. And going out about the third hour, he saw others standing idle in the marketplace. And to them, he said, you go into the vineyard too. And whatever is right, I will give you. So they went. Going out again about the sixth hour and the ninth hour, he did the same. And about the eleventh hour, he went out and found others standing. And he said to them, why do you stand here idle all day? And they said to him, because no one has hired us. He said to them, you go into the vineyard too. And and when evening came, the owner came to the vineyard and said to his foreman, call the laborers and pay for them their wages, beginning with the last up to the first. And when those hired about the eleventh hour came, each of them received a denarius. Now when those hired first came, they thought they would receive even more, but each of them also received a denarius. And on receiving it, they they grumbled at their master of the house, saying, these last worked only one hour, and you've made them equal to us who have borne the burden of the day and the scorching heat. But the master replied to one of them, friend, I am doing you no wrong. Did you not agree with me for a denarius, take what belongs to you and go. I choose to give to, to the last worker as I give to you. Am I not allowed to do what I choose with what belongs to me? Or do you begrudge my generosity? So the last will be first and the first will be last. I've entitled my message this morning, It's Not Fair. Everyone say, it's not fair. It's not fair, is it? So we, uh, <laughs> we recently went on a holiday to Centre Parks, as some of you know, with, uh, with our, our wider family, Ruth's side of the family. And, and Centre Parks swimming pools are amazing. I think I said this the Sunday we got back. I love Centre Parks swimming pools, and so do the kids. So we went swimming on Friday. We were there for the long weekend. We went swimming on the Friday and had a great time. And we went swimming on the Saturday and we had a great time. And my skin's a bit sensitive, so by Saturday evening, I was coming out in a bit of a rash, and I was like, said to Ruth, do you know what? I think tomorrow we should just take a break from swimming. Why don't we do something, just the four of us, just the five of us, Taylor didn't want to come with us, so it was just the four of us in the end. <laughs> just the, why don't we just do something as a family on the Sunday, and then we can go swimming again on Monday? And she was like, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. So we broke the news to the kids, listen, we're not going to go swimming tomorrow. We're going to do something else instead, and it's going to be really exciting. Now, all of the other kids, how many? Like 11, 10, 11 kids in our group. All the other kids were going swimming. So Caleb looked at me and he said, Dad, it's not fair. They're all going, I just want to go swimming. It's not fair. And I was like, son, do you know what? We're going to go and do something great. It's going to be really good fun. We, we booked in some bowling. We were just going to go, and it's like this dark lane, and it's all glow in the dark, and it's super cool. But he just wanted to go swimming. He loves the pool. Dad, it's not fair. I just want to go swimming. And no amount of explanation for me. Look, we can go swimming on Sunday. That'll be three out of four days we're going swimming. It's all good. Dad, it's not fair. It's not fair. I think it's easy for me to give an example of a child saying it's not fair, isn't it? Because it's basically the chorus of all children in in the entirety of history. But, you know, it's not just children, is it? Because even as I was prepping for this this message this morning, I was kind of in a discussion with a company making a complaint about something where I felt I was wronged. And in reality, you know, they were quite right. But I was basically saying, it's not fair. You need to give me my money back. It's not fair. Well, read the terms and conditions, you'll find it is fair. And I was like, well, it's not fair. Does anyone else feel like life's sometimes not fair? I know it's not just me. That's good. And so this week, um, it was sports day for Caleb. I love sports day. It's great to see the kids kind of all taking part and stuff. And um, and so Caleb's not the most sporty of kids. So when he came home and he was like, it's sports day in a couple of weeks. Oh, great. What are you going to be doing? What races are you going to be in? It's like, I'm going to be in the sprint. I was like, oh, son, 
You're going to be great. <laughs> he runs like me. It's, it's not good. And as, as it turns out, he was in the javelin. No running involved. He came first. I was like, come on. <laughs> Incredible. He threw these little like foam dart things. It was amazing. It was great. Proud dad moment. And then, you know, it came to the, re- he was in the relay race. So there was some running involved, but, you know, it's a team effort, so we don't need to blame him. So they, they came last, you know, it's fine. But then came to the, the parents' race. Anyone ever been to a sports day and been roped into the parents' race? Yeah, quite a few of you. I, I missed it last year. I wasn't there. And then the year before, I chickened out for whatever reason. But this year, Caleb, I could see him across the field. We all sat there watching him. He's all, all the kids are lined up. And he's like, go on, Dad, you can do it. You can. And I'm like, mate, I can't do it. Have you seen me? Some of these dads are like, I don't know, even younger than me. And they're all like ripped and all this. And I'm like, fine, OK. So I got up. And well, we've got a video. I, we, you can see what happened. <laughs> Did you hear that? <laughs> well, he wasn't last. Oh. What, you, what you won't have seen there is the guy that was next to me, and he was like, he was big, and he was sporty, and he was muscly, and he fell over instantly. As soon as we started, he just went thunk, and I was like, I'm not last, come on. I beat him, and I beat a granddad, and I beat one other guy, I think. <laughs> it's all good. I didn't trip him, honest. But you know what? Sometimes we, you know, I'm standing there on the, on the starting line and I'm looking around and I'm going, some people are really sporty here, aren't they? And then I'm looking at me and I'm, it's not fair, is it? <laughs> you know, it's not fair. Some people are tall. Some people are, you know, vertically challenged. Some people have good hair. Some people are follically challenged. <laughs> it's not fair, is it? But do you know what? There's winners and there's losers and that's the way it is in life. You know, sometimes I've heard that there's sports days where they don't have winners and losers. They just give everyone a well-done sticker. Well, that's not real life, is it? There's winners and there's losers. you just got to get used to it. It's a fact of life. Life's not fair. So here we are in this, in this parable that Jesus is telling to his disciples. And, and once again, he's teaching them something. And he's, he's teaching them about his father. He's teaching them about God and he's, he's basically kind of presenting them with this story that, that kind of hints a little bit to, to the character and the nature of God. And I feel, I don't know about you, I feel when I, when I read this story that it kind of, it hits home a little bit. Because actually, basically, this story is saying, life's not fair. Life's not fair. That's kind of what I, what I get when I, when I read this story. Life's not fair. But before we get to kind of the, the end of the story and look at all of that, I want to just take a moment to look at the guys who are hired for the job, the guys who are hired throughout the day to go to work. So the master's got his vineyard and harvest time is, is here and he needs to gather in all the, the fruit or whatever it is that he needs to do. He needs some guys to come and help him to, to harvest this vineyard. So he gets up and, and he goes out to, to hire his team of, of people so he can get on doing what he does. He's the owner. He doesn't need to do the hard graft. He can go and enjoy his life of leisure. But he needs to go and hire a team of people to come and and do the work for him. So he he gets up bright and early. About 5, 6 a.m. is the the first hire of the day. He gets up at the crack of dawn and and goes out into the town. And he, he finds a group of guys. And he says, you guys, I want you to come and work in my field. And so he, he has a chat with them and they agree on, on what's going to be done and, and, and he sends them off to work and they kind of get cracking and, and do what they do. And then again about, about 9 a.m. he's off cruising in his sports car and around the marketplace and he sees some more guys standing around and he's like, hey, hey you guys, why don't, why don't you come and, and, and get some work done because there's loads to be done so you come and get involved as well. And, and they went off and got into the, the vineyard and started doing their work and then about lunchtime, he's, you know, enjoying a lunch with his friends because he doesn't need to do the hard work. He can just sit and chill out. And he sees some more guys, and he's like, hey, you, we've still got more work to do. Why don't, why don't you head over to the vineyard as well, and, and you can get some work done, and that's going to be great. And then later on in the day, about 3, 8, 3 p.m., sorry, he, he heads out, and he sees more guys standing around, and he's like, well, come on, you know, there's work to be done. These guys haven't finished yet. You get in the vineyard. It'll be great. We'll sort you out at the end of the day. Go and get some work done. 
And then it says at the 11th hour, this is about 5 p.m., there's only one working hour left in the day. And he finds yet more people standing around in the marketplace with nothing to do. And it says this in verses 6 and 7. About the 11th hour, he went out and found others standing. And he said to them, why do you stand here idle all day? And they said to him, because no one's hired us. So he said to them, well, you go into the vineyard too. When he asked them why they were standing there idle all day, well, well, nobody's hired us. So why hadn't they been hired? Why hadn't they been hired? This is a question that I was asking myself because, you see, reading the story at first, you might come to the conclusion that the guys who were hired first were super keen for work and they got up really early and they went and got the best place to get hired. You know, maybe there was a place that they knew you could get hired by the good guys so they we'll get up early, we'll go there, we'll stand in place and we'll, we'll get the good jobs first. You know, and, and maybe you think that the, the guys who were hired at the 11th hour, well, maybe they slept in. You know, the early bird catches the worm and, and you guys, you, you just slept in so, so you're not going to get the job. But I started to think about it, and as I reread this, and, and the way they said, because no one's hired us as their response, it made me think, like, well, well, maybe that wasn't the case. Maybe it wasn't that they were just there last. Maybe it was just because they weren't chosen. They weren't selected. And it, it reminded me of, of school days, being in PE lessons. I don't know if anyone can relate to this. And in a PE lesson, the two captains would get picked, usually the cool kids. And they'd get called out to the front and the rest of us would stand on the brick wall in a line trying to look as kind of sporty as possible, waiting for the, the captains to pick us. And they'd pick people one at a time and they'd pick their, their close friends and they'd pick the, the fit people and they'd pick the guys with muscles and the guys who could run fast and, and all of this. And, and the rest of us are just kind of stood there <laughs> hoping to be picked. And, you know, it gets down to the last one or two and the captains are basically just choosing who's going to be least detrimental to their team. Life's not fair, is it? Life's not fair. And it made me think that, that maybe these guys who were hired at the 11th hour, maybe they were the wimps. Maybe they were the wimps. They just looked a bit weedy. And when the guy, the master came round to, to hire his staff, well, who's going to hire the wimpy kid over the strong kid when I've got hard labor to do? Not me, because I want the best of the best of the best. If I'm going to hire someone to come and do some work for me, and I'm going to be handing over my hard-earned cash to get them to do some work, I'm going to want the fit guy. I'm going to want the guy that's got rippling muscles and a six-pack, because he's the one that's going to get the most work done in the fastest time. So I'm going to leave these guys to last. It's not fair. You know, some people just need to be given a chance, don't they? You know, I've, I know we've got guys in the house this morning that, that are just looking for work. You know, you really want to work, and, and you were there like these guys at the, the beginning of the day, just waiting to be hired and hoping to be hired. And then as the day goes on, you kind of feel rejected and, and left behind and, and unwanted almost. But let this story be an encouragement to you. Because when payday came, those guys who were hired in the 11th hour, they only did one hour of work and they got paid the same. They got paid the same. You know, you can almost picture the scene, can't you? At the end of the day, the end of the working day, and the master says to the foreman, round up all of the workers and bring them in front of me. We're going we're gonna to pay them. And the guys who had only worked an hour, they'd... They'd been hired at, at 5 p.m. and they're like, well, we've, you know, we've been chatting throughout the hour. We know that they're getting a denarius for, for their full day's work. So this is, what's the maths? It's like a seventh of, of whatever that is. And they're trying to calculate how much they're going to get paid. And then the master decides to mix things up, doesn't he? Because the kind of format of the day would be to pay the first, first, and the last, last. But he instructs the foreman, no, no, we're not going to do it this way today. We're going to pay the last hires first. And so he calls them forward and he says, I'm going to pay you. And he puts into their hand a denarius.
Are you kidding me? For an hour? I just did one hour's work. By the time I'd figured out what we were doing, it was about 20 minutes. These guys had done all the work before I even got there. We just stood around for a bit, and you're giving me a whole day's pay? Come on! I mean, they must have been ecstatic. I can imagine them doing a little happy dance and kind of not gloating, but just overjoyed with, oh my gosh, you've paid me for a whole day? And I just did an hour? Wow! The joy and excitement that must have been in their heart when the the foreman paid them a whole day's wage. But you see, the format was to pay in the other way. To pay the first first and the last last. But he was intentional about switching things up. He made a conscious decision to do it the other way round. He made a conscious decision to pay the guys who'd only worked an hour first. And so again, you can almost picture the lineup of, of workers. They're standing before their master and and he calls forward the guys who'd only worked an hour, and they're like, well, this is a bit different, but okay. And, and they took their wage, and they were like doing their little happy dance, and they were overjoyed, and off they go on their way because they've got a full day's wage for one hour's work. And so these guys down this end, the ones who have worked all day, they're like, what? They're going to hold an Arius for a day? Come on. So if they're getting a whole denarius for, for an hour... How much are we going to get for a whole day? Boys, we are getting paid today. Cha-ching! The drinks are on me. And you can send a picture it, can't you? Because he's, he's doing things in reverse, so he's paid the guys who were hired at 5 p.m. And they're like, what? We are going to get paid. And then he pays the guys who got hired at 3 p.m. And it's a denarius again, and so maybe their face is a little bit confused and well, but they're still being super generous. They only did two hours' work, so we're definitely going to get double. We're definitely getting double today. And then he pays the guys who were hired at lunchtime, and it's the same again. And I think at this time, at this point, maybe their faces are dropping a little bit, and they're, they're a little bit confused about what's going on here. They're getting the same, but, hmm. And then the guys who were hired at, at 9 a.m., they did almost a full day. And he hands over a denarius again, and you're like, oh, well, I'm noticing a pattern here. But those guys who only worked an hour, they got, the, they got the same as all these other guys. So I'm thinking, you know, we were hired at 5 a.m. I'm thinking we're still going to get a little bit more. We're going to get a full day bonus, whatever that looks like in this, in this master's eyes. We're going to get a full day's bonus. And then they get called forward to receive their pay, and they... They hold out their hand, and they're, they're kind of still a little bit hopeful. They're a little bit giddy about what this might look like, but a little bit hesitant at the same time because, I mean, there's definitely a pattern going on here. And the denarius goes into their, into their hand. Are you sure? Are you sure? Have you done this? Is this a joke? Have you done this right? Because, but they worked one hour. They only worked one. By the time they got there and figured out what was going on, they did hardly any work at all. And they got the same as me. Have you seen me? Because they're the big guys, aren't they? They're like, have you seen me? Have you seen the amount of work that I did today for you? In the scorching sun, I did all of that work for you all day. All day I worked. And I'm getting the same as this guy? This wimp? Are you kidding me? That's not fair. That is not fair. I mean, he's kind of got a point. Let's be honest, he's kind of got a point because he's worked all day in the hot sun. He's worked all day, and he's been treated the same as the guys who work for just one hour. I mean, that's not fair. If we're honest, that's not fair. But you see, the problem here, the problem wasn't how the master decided to to pay the workers. It wasn't that he decided to pay the, the last first and the 
first last. It wasn't even that he decided to pay them all the same. That wasn't the problem here. The problem was the attitude of the first hires. It's not fair. It's not fair. And I get it. He's got a point. But his attitude is all wrong. But listen to this. Listen to the response of the master. Once this guy's had his, his paddy, he's had his stomp around, he's had his sulk. It says in the Bible, he grumbled. I love that. He grumbled. Even though I imagine, I worked a whole day and this guy only worked an hour. Come on now. It's not fair. But listen to the master's response in verse 13. Friend. Don't you love that use of friend? Friend. He's so aloof. He's calm. Friend, I'm doing you no wrong. I'm doing you no wrong. Did you not agree with me for a denarius? We agreed on that, didn't we? So take what belongs to you and go. I choose to give to the last worker as I give to you. And I love this. Am I not allowed to do with what belongs to me? Or do you begrudge my generosity? Now, I think that the guy who was grumbling and the guy who was feeling a little bit hard done by and a little bit miserable and a little bit, it's not fair, when the master says this, do you begrudge my generosity? Well, that's it. Okay, now I feel bad. Now I'm feeling bad because... At this point, he's beginning to realize, he's reading the terms and conditions like I did this week, and he's realizing that actually the master's in the right in this situation. And although it seems like it's not fair, actually it's perfectly fair. Because we did agree on one denarius for the day's work, and I've done a day's work, and that's exactly what you've paid me. Do you, not, do you begrudge my generosity? Am I not allowed to do with my things what I want to do? Can I not choose how I spend my money? Can I not choose how I pay my workers? Are you saying my generosity is a bad thing? Okay, fine. I'd better stop complaining now because he's kind of got a point. We did agree. We had an agreement. You see, when he went through his hiring process throughout the day, he kind of changed his tactics. At the very beginning of the day, he went out into the marketplace to find his team of workers, didn't he? And he found these guys standing there ready to do a full day's work. And so they agreed on what was going to be done. It says in verse 2 of our, our passage this morning, After agreeing with the laborers for a denarius a day, he sent them into a vineyard. So they agreed. They, they sat down. They discussed terms. Well, I think I'm worth two denarius for today. What do you think? Well, I think half. And well, maybe a bit of negotiation went on. They met. Okay, I'll pay you one denarius for today's work. So now that's agreed, you sign on this piece of paper and off you go and get some work done. Okay, I'm happy. You're going to pay me for one denarius. I'm going to go off and do my work. That was the way he hired the first guys. The 5, 6 a.m. crowd. That was how he did that. But look how he did it throughout the day. He comes at 9 a.m. and hires a whole bunch of other people. And it says to them, why are you not working? Get into my vineyard. I'll pay you what's right. He says, I'll pay you what's right. We're not going to agree terms. We're not going to sign on the dotted line. I'll pay you what is right. You get into the field and do your work. And then he hires two more times, midday, 3 p.m., and he does the same. You guys, why are you, why are you not working? There's loads of work to be done. Get into the field. Do some work. I'll pay you. I'll sort you out. I'll see you right. It's all good. You just get in the vineyard and do what needs doing before the end of the day. And then at 5 p.m., at the 11th hour, when he, when he hires this final crowd, all bets are off at this stage because he just says to them, what? Why, why aren't you working? Well, because no one's out. But just, there's work to be done. Go get in my field. That's it. And they're like, well, okay, I've got no work to do. I'm going. And off they go and get their work done. 
There was no agreement. There was no, I'll pay you what's right. There was no negotiation on terms. There was no nothing. He just said, go into my field. Get some work done. That was it. So our grumbling worker over here, who's done his full day and received the pay that was agreed upon at the very beginning of the day, he's not got a leg to stand on, has he? He's got no leg to stand on at all. This is what we agreed for your day's work. So take your money and off you go. I've paid you what we agreed. I've paid you what we agreed. So what's the problem? His attitude was all wrong. His attitude was all wrong. What's your attitude like this morning? What's your attitude like this morning with, with what you're facing, with what you're dealing with, with the hand that you've been dealt in life? What's your attitude like this morning? Because life's not fair. Life's not fair. And we can have an attitude about our life and we can look at our life and go, it's just not fair. Why aren't I just a couple of inches taller, Malcolm? <laughs> it's not fair. You know, are you content this morning with, with your life? Or do you find yourself at times looking around you and having a bit of a grumble? <laughs> this guy over here, he's getting a holiday to Florida. And I don't know, I'm over here. Go to Wales. I don't know. Are you satisfied with your life? Are you content with, with what God's given to you? Because everything that we have, God's given to us. The life that you're living right now is the life that God planned for you from the very beginning of time. Before the earth was even created, he knew the life that we'd be living right now. So are we happy with our lives? Are we happy with the way we look? Are we happy with the job that we have? Are we happy with the friends that we've got? Are we happy with our family and the way that they're acting? Are we happy? Are we content? Or are we grumbling? You know, maybe, I'm joking a little bit here, but maybe, you, maybe your grumbling is about something less fickle than, than holidays and height and all that stuff. Because life is tough. Life is not fair. And maybe this morning you're saying, well, it's okay to kind of joke about those things, but the situation I'm facing right now is serious. This is going on in my life, and that's not fair. And that really is not fair. You know, whether you've faced loss or tragedy in your life, it's not fair. Whether you're facing some serious hardships or, or you can't get work or... or your child is, is running away from God as fast as they can. Life is not fair and that hurts. But what's your attitude like this morning? You know, sometimes we can say, why is this happening to me? I'm a Christian. I follow God. I read my Bible every day. I pray. I come to church. I lift my hands. This shouldn't be happening to me. Why am I facing this? Why is it not this guy over here? He doesn't even go to church. You know, sometimes bad things happen to good people. And good things happen to, to bad people. And it's not fair. It's not fair. It genuinely isn't. And if you're sitting here this morning and you're saying, it's not fair. Well, I'm with you. It's not fair. Because sometimes we face situations in our lives that, that break our hearts and, and we can be crying out to God, it's not fair. And let me tell you this, his heart is breaking too. He knows it's not fair. You know, we talked a few weeks ago about the story of Mary and Martha and their brother Lazarus who got sick and then, and then died. Now we know what happened in that story, but... The shortest verse in the Bible that we all know, maybe you don't know the context, Jesus wept. 
That's part of that story. Jesus wept. Because he arrived to the situation, he arrived to the place, and, and Mary and Martha were, were in a place of, of desperation. They'd lost their brother, he died. And that's not fair. They'd called for Jesus and, and he hadn't come quick enough and he could have come earlier and he could have healed him, but he didn't come quick enough and now he's dead and it's not fair. And Jesus wept with them. His heart was breaking, even though he knew what was about to happen. Even though he knew that he was going to heal and bring Lazarus back from the dead, in that moment, in their pain, in their suffering, Jesus wept with them. Because when bad things happen to good people like you and me, Jesus' heart breaks too. He hurts with you. When you hurt, he hurts. Jesus wept. But in Hebrews 13 verse 5, it says this, Be content with what you have. For he has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So be content with what you have because I'm with you. I'm for you. I've got your back. These are the words that Jesus speaks over your life. Whether you're in a place of, of desperation this morning. If you're in a place of hurt or, or pain or suffering and you're, you're kind of crying out within your spirit, God, it's not fair. He's with you. He's got your back. He's right behind you. He's, he's with you every step of the way. How's your attitude this morning? Do we need to just take a step back for a second and maybe pause and, and reflect? Maybe we need to just be a bit more intentional about, about how we're thinking about the things that we're facing because that, you know, our initial reaction can be this rush of emotion and anger and frustration. It's not fair that I'm having to face this thing. But let's just take a step back for a moment. Let's think about all the good things that God has done for us. Let's count our blessings. Let's praise him for his goodness, for his promises, for, for his support and his presence in our lives. You know, it's really hard, but we can change our attitude. Because the initial reaction might be this flurry of emotion, but if we pause before we let that burst out, and we just think about the goodness of God, then maybe we can begin to change our attitude. Now, I'm not saying that you shouldn't let that emotion out because it's good to be honest, it's good to be vulnerable. It's good to be authentic in the way that we're feeling because sometimes life sucks and it's not fair. So feel free to say that. You can come and tell me that life's not fair and I'll stand with you and say that is not fair. But let me tell you what is. God loves you. Let me tell you what is fair. God is for you. Let me tell you what is fair. He has got your back. But that situation, that thing that you're dealing with, that is not fair. So we need to check our our attitude, but, but also we need to be aware of God's sovereignty. We need to be aware of his authority. We need to be aware that, that he is the creator of all things, that he is the Lord of lords and the King of kings. So you see, in this, this scripture that we've read this morning, it's a description of who God is. It's a description of his character. Let me just read to you the first, the opening statement. For the kingdom of heaven is like... For the kingdom of heaven is like. Jesus is describing God's dominion. He's describing God's kingdom. He's saying, this is how my father acts. This situation that we can go ahead and read and get to the end of it and think, well, that's not fair. Well, that's God. So based on this, is it okay for me to say that God's not fair? God's not fair. It says so right here in this scripture. So just to be clear, Jesus, this story that you're telling me, this story that basically says that life's not fair, this is how God acts in real life? 
in the way I live my life, your father's going to do this for real? It's not fair. But when we cry out, it's not fair. When we talk about fairness, what we're really saying is we want sameness. This guy who received his pay and he'd, he'd got his one denarius for a whole day's work and he's like, it's not fair. Well, it's not fair. This guy, he worked one hour and he got the same as me. I want the same. I want to be treated the same. Not that I want the same pay, but I want the same pay times by seven because that's what I worked. That's what's fair in this situation. It's not fair. But what he's crying out for is, I want to be treated the same way you've treated him. But you're treating him way better than me. He doesn't deserve that. When we cry out, it's not fair. It's coming from this place of, I want to be treated the same. But God's not the God of sameness. Look at this story. From the way he hired his workers, each one was treated differently, to the way that he paid his workers. Each one was treated differently. Look around you this morning. Not one of us looks the same. We're all different. God's not a God of sameness. God's a God of justice. God is just. Fairness is sameness, and that is very different. But justice is rightness. And our God is the God of right. He will do what is right. And it might not seem fair. But he'll do what is right. So when we shout, it's not fair, what we're saying is, you're not treating me the same. I want to be treated the same. But have you noticed that we only cry out it's not fair when we want it to be treated the same because it's to our advantage? It's not fair. He worked one hour. Pay me the same rate. But if he'd have been treated you know, here's a, I don't know what a fraction of a denarius is, a seventh of that. He wouldn't have been crying out, it's not fair. Treat me the same, pay me the same as him. He'd have been happy then. But God is the same. God is just and he is right. And, and from the very beginning of time, God had a set of values. You see, sometimes when we cry out, it's not fair, we're saying, I want to be treated the same. But sometimes when we cry out, it's not fair, we're saying, I want my values to be valued. I want you to value what I value. And this guy's saying, I value hard work. I worked hard for a whole day, and you are not valuing that hard work. It's not fair. But from the very beginning of time, God had a set of values. He had a set of values that his kingdom and his domain are ruled and regulated by. And they might not seem fair, but they have been the same from the beginning of time until the very end of time. Because God is constant. He's not going to change. When we cry, it's not fair. I want you to value me and what's important to me. He's not going to go, oh, okay. So my values that I've had forever, I'll change to suit you. He's not going to change. He's not going to change. So where's the solution in this story? Where's the, the answer to our desire and our, our craving for fairness? Because if we're honest, we all kind of crave that desire. Now when the master instructed the foreman to pay the last first and the first laugh, this is where the conflict came, isn't it? Because if he'd have paid them in the, the normal order, if he'd have paid the first first and the last last, then, then the first guy would have gone, yeah, that's what we agreed, thank you very much, and off he goes. He'd have been perfectly fine. He'd have been happy. I worked a day, I got paid a day's wage, good stuff, see you later. Maybe I'll come back tomorrow. But because the master flipped things on its head, who knows God likes to flip things on their head? And that causes confusion and conflict in our lives because we don't understand. Because God's ways are not our ways. So when we look at the way he does things, we're like, well, that's backwards. That makes no sense. 
And actually now he's throwing a spanner in the works because I've seen how much the first guy got paid. So I'm expecting more. But then Jesus says this at the very end. So the last will be first and the first last. You see, what he's doing as he's telling this story is he's, he's highlighting the two extremes. He's highlighting the two groups of people, the first to be hired and the last to be hired. And when you read this story, which, which of those two extremes do you most identify with? Be honest with yourself now. When you read this story, where, where do you see yourself fitting if you had to put yourself in one of the two extremes? I think the majority of us in this room, if we're honest, would relate to that grumbling worker. When we're looking at the hand that we've been dealt, we've got a few complaints. God, I've just got a few things to raise with you this evening as I uh, end the day in prayer. This is what's happened to me today, and I don't know if you know, but I'm a pastor of a church, and I don't think you should be treating me this way. I should be getting some, some, some good things coming along anytime. Is it coming? Because the way that, that things are going right now, I don't feel like you're treating me very fairly. If we're honest, we, we maybe have a bit of a grumble in our spirits. We maybe have a bit of a, a grumble in our, in our spirits. I'm a good guy. I'm a good girl. I, I work hard. I, I try my best. I deserve better than this. But of those two extremes, of those two groups of people, which ones at the end of the day found themselves in a place of frustration? It was the guys hired first. They found themselves angry and, and frustrated and, and they were the only ones that had a contract in place. They had it all agreed and signed and written down, I's dotted, T's crossed, it was all in place. This law-abiding agreement was in place between the master and the worker, and yet they're the ones that find themselves the most frustrated. They were governed by this law that was in place. So if you want to relate to God based on law, you're going to find yourself frustrated so quickly. If you're sitting there and you're going, well, this plus this equals this, God. This is how you work, yeah? Read Bible, pray, blessings. If we're trying to do that maths, if we're trying to live by that law, we're just going to get ourselves worked up. We're just going to get ourselves frustrated. We're going to find ourselves anxious and, and annoyed and just all kinds of wound up because God's not doing what he's supposed to do for me who lives my life in the right way most of the time. And as the day goes on, the master hires more workers and he gets less and less formal, doesn't he? And when it comes to the last guys, he's just like, just get in the field. But what do we just get in the field? But I don't know what to, just get in the field, you'll figure it out. It's fine. Off you go. And they, and they get stuck into to doing their work. But the law would have said, you get paid a seventh of the guys who worked a full day. You get paid one-seventh of what they were paid. In fact, if they'd have spent time sitting down with him and negotiating terms and getting an agreement in place and a, and a contract, by the time they'd have got there, there'd have been no work to do, so they'd have got paid nothing. You spent your one hour left of working time making this agreement, there's no work to be done, I'm not paying your squat, off you go. The law said they should be paid a seventh of a day's wage. But what does grace do? What does grace do? Grace goes further, doesn't it? Grace goes further. And I don't think that the workers who, who just did one hour would have grumbled if they'd have been given a seventh of a full day's wage. If they'd have got their pay at the end of the day and it was fair, they'd have been like, yeah, okay, that's fair. And off they go. They'd have been perfectly fine with that. They wouldn't have kicked up a fuss. So when they were handed a full day's wage at the end of their one hour working day, they were like, oh yes, 
Hallelujah! This guy is a great boss. I'm coming back tomorrow, but not until 5 p.m. You know, they would have had an attitude of gratitude. They'd have been overwhelmed with their, with their joyfulness and their thankfulness. And they would have just been like, yes, doing their little happy dance, maybe kissing his hand and thank you. Can I come back again? See you later. This is amazing. And they go on their way. They're super happy. But it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense the way that he paid them, but he paid them how he wanted to pay them because that's his right as the master. You know, we may relate more to the first crowd. We may think, well, I work hard. I try hard at life. I do my very best. I serve in church. I give faithfully. I pray. I worship. I read my Bible. I do all of these things. I try so hard, God. And then we look at the hand that we've dealt and we just think, it's not fair. It's not fair. It doesn't make sense. But you see, Jesus is all about extremes. And he loves to flip things on their head. So when it doesn't make sense that, that we relate to these, these first hires because actually we are all 11th hour people. Every single one of us is a 5 p.m. higher in this situation. We were all, at some point of our lives, left in the marketplace, standing around, feeling lonely, feeling rejected, feeling hopeless, feeling like we didn't have a purpose in life. And then God came along and he said, Hey, you, get in my vineyard. But I'm not, I don't care, get in the vineyard. But, but, well, it doesn't matter. Just there's work to be done. Go and get in. We are 11th hour people. We're lucky to be here. He's looking at the guys lined up on the wall. And every single one of us is a wimp. He's not picking us first because of the way we look or the way we do life or the way we, or the, the, the kind of, things that we do or the things that we strive to do. He's not looking at us for that. He's just looking at us and seeing a bunch of people that he wants to have in his vineyard. We are all lucky to be here this morning. Every single one of us should be jumping up and down like those guys who have been given a full day's wage for one hour's work because we don't deserve it. We don't deserve it. We're here and and we're in God's vineyard. So let's not live under a contract. Let's not live under a law that makes us feel like God's not come through for us. Let's not have an attitude where we're trying to calculate how many blessings we're going to receive from God because I deserve so much more that I'm getting right now. We're all lucky to be here. Not one of us deserves the life that we have. Not one of us deserves to be in his kingdom, in his vineyard, serving him, but we were all invited. He saw us and he said, hey, you, I want you. I want you to come and work in my field. We made it. We're in. But we don't deserve it. We don't deserve it. Do you know what? God's not fair. If you want fair, if you want fair this morning, then you're going to spend the rest of eternity in hell. We don't talk about hell very much in church, do we? That's fair. Because not one of us deserves eternity with God. Not one of us. God's not fair. Hallelujah, God's not fair. If God was fair, he wouldn't have let Jesus die on the cross. That's not fair. He did nothing wrong. He lived a perfect life and they nailed him to a cross. That's not fair. It's not fair. But God is gracious. And grace goes further. And so we are all in the vineyard at the 11th hour and we don't deserve it, but we're here we made it. Thank God we made it. He called us 
So can we just be thankful for that? Can we just be grateful for the fact that we're in? We made it. We're safe. We don't deserve it, but somehow I'm here. I've got a denarius for a day, for an hour's work. I don't deserve that. But I'm going to do my little happy dance because it's so exciting. You know, those guys who were who were hired last, they spent the majority of their day stood around in the marketplace feeling hurt, feeling rejected, feeling lonely, feeling like nobody wanted them. That's how they felt all day. They probably spent a lot of their day saying, it's not fair, is it? It's not fair. But then they got hired. Then someone came along And even though they were wimps, he gave them a chance. Hey, you guys, come into my vineyard. I want you. He gave them a chance, and then I think their attitude would have changed. They were like, ah, we're wanted. We've been invited. And then when payday came, when payday came, and they were like, what? For an hour? Hallelujah. That attitude of, Thankfulness, that attitude of gratefulness. We should take note of those guys because we're all 11th hour people. Every single one of us. So we should have an attitude of gratitude. We should be thankful. We should be grateful for how good God is. As we close, I just want to say, God sees your struggles. He sees what you're facing. He sees your, your mountain. And you're standing there going, God, it's not fair. And he says, no, it's not. It's not fair. But I'm with you. I want you. I'm going to invite you. Why don't we pray? Lord God, we just thank you that that you're not fair. I thank you that you don't treat us all the same but that actually you treat us with such goodness and such grace that we don't deserve we don't deserve it but you give it to us anyway so I just pray that that attitude of of thankfulness and gratefulness will just permeate through every fiber of our being that we just we can't even contain it within ourselves because we're just so grateful for all that you do for us we don't deserve it God We don't deserve it, but you're giving it to us anyway. So I just thank you now, God, for for the abundance of blessings that you've poured out on my life. I thank you for all that you're going to do for me in the future. And even though we may face struggles, and even though we may face circumstances where, where we cry out, it's not fair. May we know that we know that we know that you are with us that you are for us and that our reward is also not fair. But actually we can rejoice in that because it is so much more than we can ever ask or imagine. That our reward is so much greater than we deserve through the lives that we live, even when we live every letter of the law as perfectly as we can. The reward that we're going to get is so much more than we deserve. So God, we just thank you. We just thank you. We're going we're gonna to just sing another song. I want to sing a praise song so we can just be thankful in that. Yeah, sure, we'll do that. Because we need to have an attitude of gratitude this morning. No matter what we're facing, we're going to praise God. We're going to give him all of the honor and the glory that he deserves out of an attitude of thankfulness. So why don't we stand? We're going to sing and thank God for his goodness.